Good afternoon and welcome to Doctors in the House. My name is Dr. Daryl Hill and it is my pleasure as always to be here with you. For the past few weeks we've had the good pleasure of talking specifically about dental issues which affect our good health and um, it's been very interesting because I had a few cases this week which reminded me about the importance of um, good dental health and, and why we bring this to you. I'm going to be joined later by our co-host Dr. Taylor, our dentist, but I'm going to go ahead and get the show started today. Uh, we will get into a quick video, but today's focus will be on dental health in our older population. And just as an example, I had two patients this past week. One of them reminded me of how his teeth were literally crumbling when he ate. And he was in the process of getting all of his teeth removed. And you can imagine, enthusiastic about the opportunity to get dentures placed so he can once again start to eat. It was clear to him that his teeth were rotten, full of bacteria in his mouth, and what that was doing for the rest of his, his body. So we're going to focus a little bit today, and myself, just as a reminder, located in Laurel, I really see all adults and do a few unique things, including having a home-based practice where I get to help those people who literally are confined to the home and need a doctor to come to them because it's such a taxing effort to get out. So you can imagine when it comes to their medical issues, what uh, a service I bring to them. And Dr. Davis, when he shows up, will talk to you more about some of the dental um, skills and tools that he brings to the bedside to people who are confined to the home who suffer from the usual things that people have from a dental perspective, but they can actually go out to the dentist. In, in this case, I'm bringing the medical services to that person, and Dr. D um, Dr. Taylor is bringing the dental services to them. So we'll talk a little bit about them. And my second patient is literally somebody who um, is a home patient and is having the same exact problem, um, teeth, decay and cavities which are really becoming more of an emergency urgency type situation and will require some intervention and because he can't get out to the dentist he's going to need someone to come to him so over the past week or two we've talked about the importance of brushing your teeth about flossing we talked a little bit about what exactly a cavity is and how that cavity is treated along with the importance of cleaning and, and all the things we, we do to um, prevent gingivitis and then treat gingivitis. So, so I want to thank you all for once again tuning in for, for these topics. And, and what I hope you're going to see as we move into the coming weeks, we'll be talking more about uh, the diabetes, the blood pressure, and, and some of the unique things that we as physicians are, are doing to help our patients out. So what I'm going to do now is just go ahead and switch over as we prepare for the video and, and, um, and, and we'll probably get to a break and have Dr. Taylor here by, here by then and we'll be getting into some of the, um, the dental 
um, tools of the trade that, that, that's happening more so in our older population. So with that being said, let's go ahead and um, get, get right into the video. Should you need all of your teeth replaced by some prosthesis, those false teeth could be either on a normal denture, um, which you take in and out. Now, the advantage of the denture is that it's probably around about $1,500 to $2,000 for a denture. Um, its disadvantage is that in the bottom jaw, the bone tends to shrink quite quickly, so that a lot of people have trouble eating with a bottom denture. That it's clacking around, they fall out when they're laughing, they can't eat apples. Um, so a lot of people might be socially embarrassed as well about those same issues. So should you have those problems or should you wish something alternative, two implants in the bottom jaw is a highly predictable procedure for retaining a denture. So if your denture, if your concern is that your teeth are moving around everywhere and are loose, you won't need any denture glue or like to hold onto that one. Um, in contrast, if your concern is that every time you bite on foods that your gums are sore, that you've got so much recession and shrinkage of the, of the bone and gum that there's no support given to the gums, you may actually need something more in the form of either a fully fixed procedure, prosthesis, so this is four implants here, permanently retaining a, uh, a, an acrylic bridge. And depending on how heavy your bite is and a number of other factors including your lip profile and how much support these teeth give to the cosmetics of the display of your top lip. So if you achieve a lot of plumpness of your top lip with teeth in and when you take your dentures out your lip collapses in then you may actually need, although some people want to have a permanently fixed prosthesis, they may need this acrylic flange, this pink component to keep that lip plumped up and again this is a removable uh, prosthesis just having a bit of trouble there um, so in the top jaw sometimes you might decide for different reasons to have four implants to retain that denture or you may permanently fix it there on four implants as well. Again the number of implants is really dependent on your situation whether it's uh, four or six in the top jaw. It does depend on how many teeth you want placed back there and what's on the lower arch. If you've got natural teeth down here it's going to put more load on these top teeth so you're probably going to more head towards six implants in the top jaw. If in contrast you have a denture down the bottom that's chewing on this they're not going to give as much force against this appliance up the top, so we may decide that four implants is sufficient to hold that sort of prosthesis. Other people that are really abhorrent about the whole idea of ever socially having to remove teeth really would go for a, a fixed prosthesis, and that may be in the form of more implants. This person having six implants to hold that permanently in place. So a number of factors are considered when you're planning the full arch to be replaced by T 
teeth that are held onto implants. Primarily, what are your concerns that we're trying to address? And how much benefit is this acrylic flange giving to your cosmetic profile with the plumpness of the lip? So we really need a consultation in combination with CAT scans to determine have you got enough bone in the right areas. Well, we are back to doctors in the house. I hope you all enjoyed that video. You know, that video really got into what implants are, are about. And let's just remember, people are living longer, and as we live longer, our teeth and our bone structure are determining where we go from there. So what we do now with how we brush our teeth, how we get our dental care, will impact us as we get older. So I want to continue to encourage everyone to do everything that you can now to take care of your teeth, to preserve the bone structure, and to minimize any, any gingivitis, things of that nature. So, so now's probably a good time for us to think about going to a quick break. We'll probably come back if Dr. Taylor's not here. We'll get into another very important video, and um, we'll go from there. See you on the other side.
We are back to the house. We are once again talking about dental health, dental care. And um, what I want to do is share a video which really brings out the importance of um, taking care of our teeth because in this particular video we're going to see how our teeth can really deteriorate and we're going to be reminded of the good work that our dental team including hygienists will be performing when you go to the dentist on a routine case even when your teeth are well but especially when we have problems. So I want you to check out this video and we'll go from there.
We are back to doctors in the house, myself, and of course, we have Dr. Taylor in the house. So let's give it up for Dr. Taylor. Woo! All right, all right. So as mentioned earlier, we're talking a lot about the kind of medical dental type issues we see in our older population. So of course, we all know about um, dentures, we know about dental implants, because what I mentioned earlier, our older population is getting older and those teeth may not be surviving. Mm -hmm. So what do you want to say about that? So, you know, it, it's a mixed combination that we're mm -hmm. running into now because more and more older individuals are having implants also right. with dentures attached to them. Okay. So as you and I go to nursing facilities mm -hmm. and homebound patients, mm -hmm. we're finding more and more patients that have the fixed appliance. And, you know, everybody's like, yeah, they have dentures, but they have implants. Right. Well, they're fixed. And sometimes these are fixed uh, prosthesis. Right. You can't remove them without a torquing wrench. Oh, really? Okay. And gum tissue, you know, and debris and other things, if they're not taking care of them, you know, can lead still to problems underneath that, that bridge. And it's kind of funny because you have so many different types of options here. Mm -hmm. Dentures, implants, mm -hmm. um, I'm sure they have pros and cons in different scenarios and Correct. cost as well. So why don't we touch on that a little bit? Okay. So, you know, generally um, I make a lot of dentures. Mm -hmm. just regular dentures because a lot of older individuals and some younger individuals that don't take care of themselves that are homebound, right. you know, okay. we, we have to make something, some prosthesis for them right. so that they right. can eat. Right. Right. So the simplest thing is like what we call the acrylic uh, partials or the, you know, the acrylic dentures. Right. You know, that's just pretty, so that they can eat. That's pretty interesting too because um, it's incredible the amount of people I'm seeing who are needing to get these, the people who already have them. And then when you think about the whole process of really pulling all those teeth out and then I guess drilling into the bone structure, right? Well then, yeah, and, and it's really not that bad a deal these mm -hmm. days. Uh, mm -hmm. There are different methods. Um, I just did one the other day with mm -hmm. a drill, um, basically it's a hyacinth method mm -hmm. in which you use a tissue punch okay. on a drill. You take that part of the little tissue out of there and you use about three or four different drills and then right. you place the implant and torque it in about 35, 40 minutes for wow. one. Really? Yeah, and then you, you put a healing so cap. You make it easy too, man. And, hey, and man. no pain too, right? No pain, man. My cousin had no discomfort whatsoever. Oh, really? I, I made sure I called him this morning. Right, right. Yeah, so no discomfort. Hmm. Um, you know, so there's various avenues now that we're, we're using, hmm. you know, replacing teeth. Right. You know, when you're replacing one, two, three. Okay. You know, it's pretty, it's pretty simple. Now, it gets very complicated when you're replacing, let's say, you want to do a fixed denture. Okay. Um, and when you say fixed denture, that's just... So, so there are two types of dentures now. Mm -hmm. You can get a regular denture mm -hmm. in which, you know, we, the old method that we take the impression. Right. You know, you do the bite blocks and come back, do the wax teeth try and right. have it processed and put them in and they may have to use adhesive. Okay. But what tends to happen over the years... Mm -hmm. The bottom arch, and you probably see this too, right. the bone resorbs or shrinks. Right. So that lower denture starts moving around, you know, and then you guys will call us out to assess <laughs> because there may be right. a little nodule there and everybody's mm -hmm. like, well, what is that? 
It's denture irritation. Right. Almost like a callus. Like a callus, mm -hmm. but the tissue, you know, is, is what we call friable or movable. Okay. So most of the time it's harmless. Mm -hmm. But more and more people are going to, if they have to have all their teeth removed, going to like what we call all on four, mm -hmm. which is four implants or six implants on the lower, four on top, and then the actual denture looks like a bridge. Wow and you torque with screws in there like mm -hmm. you would any other, you know, prosthesis and cover it with, you know, a little temporary wow. cement or something and they can go around. Now, here's the thing. In those avenues, you mm -hmm. do about every three to four months have to come in. Wow. We take those screws out, mm -hmm. take the denture out, clean it because you'd be surprised what you find under there. Right. You know, let them rinse out with like some Paradex, but you know, they still have to have the home regimen Okay. also mm -hmm. during their regular care. Are they still, they don't have to brush though, do they? Are they brushing or you know, Ephrodin, I think it is? Yeah, well, that's when you put them in. Okay, so the older type of dentures, you take those out, you, okay. you do brush those out because food and plaque and everything else will get in there. Oh. And you put that in the Ephrodin. Oh, so we're not seeing that much anymore. Ones, You're you still seeing out? it because of cost. Oh. Okay. Because it's almost, it's about $25,000 per arch. To oh, really? The fixed Woo. dentures placed in. So you're looking at $50,000 about to have that done. That is like the Rolls Royce okay. of dentistry. And the insurances don't cover that? No. Okay. okay. They're not going to cover that. Okay. Now, they're... I've seen some insurances wow. now start to cover fifty thousand dollars. Take care of your five teeth. zero. <laughs> fifty. Wow. You know, but I have seen uh insurances now start to cover implants to a certain degree. Okay. Um but now we're know, talking not many. Can dentures ever be implants or that's totally different? So okay. You can take an old denture. Mm -hmm. Place implants, but you have to modify the denture. Okay. Okay. To the fixed structure that's mm -hmm. on the the prosthesis. Right. Or in the mouth too. And it's interesting we're having this conversation because um, how much does your bone structure depend on this too? Well, that depends greatly on right, it. Right. Right. Even just the single implants. Right. Uh, if you don't have bone, some people we can add bone. Mm -hmm. uh, then you get people that just absolutely have a flat ridge, and you you just bottom line they can't really accept an implant because oh, wow. if you can't build that bone up, because remember we have all those nerves and right. structures right. running. Right down there and the last thing you want to do is hit an artery or not fun or, yeah, no <laughs> you know wow. not for for them not, definitely not fun for us and, you, and, know. you know it's funny too because as i think about some of the patients i've run across who have had these implants and everything they've all been pretty happy yeah i mean because they're getting their cosmetics back they're happy about that part they got the um, the movie star smile and more important than that they can eat again definitely can eat again yeah, you um, forget about that you know you've got to realize that when we place these implants in there now most of us wait about three three uh, months for that implant to actually integrate in the bone mm -hmm. uh, I do believe that they're using like the titanium just like you guys use for prosthetic hip mm -hmm. joints 
because understandably it takes, you right. know, to the wow. bone. Wow. So if you wait, we wait about, I wait, you know, about three months, bring the patient back, then I do the restorative aspect of it. Now, now, now I don't know if you can, well, I guess you can comment on it, but um, as you get into your 70s, would you say, what percentage of people are requiring implants or, or dentures of some sort? Well, being that I'm approaching, but not there. Right. <laughs> I still, I do find a lot of people in their 70s, mm -hmm. early 70s, like 70 to 72 still saying, hey, I want to get implants. I don't want to get dentures. Okay. And that's only if most of the time I find that if they're missing, you know, a few teeth, two, mm -hmm. three, maybe four. Right, right. You know, but nobody really wants to walk around with a denture anymore. And I really can't blame them. What about cosmetics? And you're right, man. I'm seeing so many people with um, the implants and whatever the case is, it, it's very cosmetically appealing. Yeah. Perfect teeth at the age of 70. That's impressive. So, so I guess it gets back into a lot of what we said. Um, with your maintenance and getting your checkups and things of that nature being very important. Very important because, as you know, the, the medically compromised mm -hmm. patients that we run into, right. unfortunately, they're not good candidates, right. uh, especially your patients that are on your blood thinners, right. uh, your type 2 diabetics. Not a good candidate? Not really a good candidate because a lot of what I'm finding, too, they have a lot of periodontal issues. Really? Because, you know, it's funny with the increasing um, numbers of diabetes and pre-diabetes, it's almost like we're saying um, these guys are going to be in trouble from a variety of different reasons. They, they can be because you, if you're looking at it, you know, you're treating, you know, their diabetic condition. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times what I'm finding is the periodontal issues that I'm coming up against, mm -hmm. you know, the, the mobile teeth. Um, you know, the gum recession. Right, right. Uh, and just, you know, the, even though the ones I've seen people that really take care of their mouth that have type 2 diabetes, but mm -hmm. it, it depends on how far that disease has really gone. Okay. And I want to applaud you again for being uh, one of the few dentists who do the home service, which is a really good thing. I just happened to be talking about you just yesterday to a patient. Um, who, whose husband has the crumbling teeth. He's mm -hmm. a homebound patient. A lot of multiple medical issues, and I'm definitely going to give you their information so you can at least give them your opinion. Um, but just remind the audience, what are some of the things you're seeing in that homebound population, and what are the things that you can do for them? Okay, so in the homebound situation, uh, these patients cannot get out. Mm -hmm. right. um, they're not wheelchair accessible mm -hmm. uh, from, you know, they, let's say par paralysis mm -hmm. uh, to, you know, you can't, they, they just can't get out of the house. Mm -hmm. So what I'm finding is lack of care there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the caregivers try their best to do as much as they can. Right. But as we, we all know, your average patient needs to come in about every six months. Mm -hmm. but what I'm finding with the homebound patients, you know, they haven't been in like two or three years. Easy, easy. And that's on the average. Right, right. Um, first thing I run up against is periodontal disease. Mm -hmm. um, deep pockets being, uh, when I measure, I take what we call a 
periodontal probe. One, two, three, three four. four. <laughs> yeah. Anything over four, you know, and bleeding gums. Right. You know, so right. there you have it. So mm -hmm. what we try to do is control that mm -hmm. as much as possible by doing scaling and root planing, you know, but now here's the catch-22 to that. Right. You guys say this patient may be, um, how do you say it, uh, swallowing precaution. Mm -hmm. Aspiration precaution. Aspiration precaution. Yeah. So then I have to back down on, on certain treatment because mm -hmm. I would love to use the Cavitron, mm -hmm. but of course, you know, that sprays a mist to keep the handpiece cool and okay. Okay. tooth structure cool, so I have to do it by hand. Oh, wow. Manual. 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 You know, like the old days, <laughs> like what, what I learned in school. <laughs> <you know? laughs> so that can kind of, uh, you know, be a struggle. Struggle for you or the patient? Well, it's a struggle for me, too. Okay. Um, and for the patient, because a lot of times I don't like to anesthetize these patients. Okay. Because most of the time we do you know, either for that. Mm -hmm. But then again, we've got aspiration, right. you know, and there, you know, most mm -hmm. patients like that have some heart issues. And mm -hmm. so it ties in, you right. know, it kind of ties our hands. Right. So what I say is let's do the best that we can do. Right. Yeah, that's all you can do. And, and I was kind of sharing that with the patient too, just number one, getting an evaluation. Yeah, and that's where we going, start. Going from there. What I try to do is to do an evaluation, a comprehensive mm -hmm. evaluation the first mm -hmm. time I go out. Right. Um, if possible, you know, if the patient doesn't have dementia or any severe mm -hmm. head injuries or anything like that, I try to get x-rays on them. Okay. Uh, you know, and then that way we can diagnose at least to make sure if there's no what we call periapical pathology. Right. No. Yeah. It's incredible. You can see so much with x-rays now. How important is it to be able to sit up versus laying flat when you take your x-rays? You know, it, it, it's, it's a lot better. Mm -hmm. uh, even if the patient is bed bound, mm -hmm. you know, just by elevating him up mm -hmm. into a position that we can take the x-rays right, right. Is, is still a good thing. It is, it's interesting we're having this conversation, too, because as I talk to you as someone who also does home visits, I'm realizing how much in our conversation we're talking a lot about maintenance and prevention right and the reality is in general when you talk about that homebound patient they tend to be pretty bad off and we don't have an opportunity to, to even Correct. care about this kind of stuff so that's got to be an interesting dilemma because now you're talking about doing a maintenance procedure that could lead to potential complications too why not just leave the bad teeth and the oral cavity alone is what I'm really getting at. But we're trying right. to treat this person like any other person. Well, I'm glad you brought that point up. Right. Because there are times, let's say, that I run into patients that you've referred to me. Mm -hmm. Teeth are broken off. Mm -hmm. um, abscessed teeth. Right. right. However, right. due to their medical complications, mm -hmm. not a good thing to do homebound. <laughs> you know, these people actually right. need to be hospitalized. Right. So at that point, I try to, you know, call a hospital or some type of mm -hmm. hospital uh, dentistry residency program. Okay. In which maybe they can, you know, take them there. Because I've referred over to Howard University, you know, a couple of times for in, patients. As an inpatient? They, they do that? Yeah. Really? The, uh, the oral surgery clinics okay. normally do okay. that. Okay. That's 
pretty extraordinary because my history, I'm not a dentist, but uh, that's been very exceptional when that has happened. Because mm -hmm. as you know, in this day and age of um, efficient care yeah. and, and insurances, they don't... What's well, rare. They don't look kind, kindly at that. Yeah, it's rare. Mm -hmm. um, it's those severe cases mm -hmm. when you and I discuss and I say to you, hey, you know, this is medically compromised. Right. You know, it's like, I'll make the call. Now, mm -hmm. it's not a hundred percent chance because even some of the programs may not do it mm -hmm. or they may be put on a list. Wow. Now I know we're going to try to get into your video that you that you um, want to share about the dental implants but why don't you mention what are some of the other things that we're seeing in some of your older patients? Okay so a lot of older patients what I'm seeing is the breakdown not only of teeth mm -hmm. but the breakdown of the old amalgam fillings, the silver fillings okay. as everyone calls right. them. Uh, they were very large. When we went to dental school, I'm talking about me, right. you know, not too long ago. <laughs> <laughs> Only about five <laughs> years ago, that's all. That's all. You know, <laughs> those teeth, they taught us how to what we call prep them. You had to have mm -hmm. converging walls to keep the material from displacing, mm -hmm. sharp line angles. Right. Look great. But what's happened over the years, you've got to understand, now we're finding uh, what we call cracked tooth syndrome, fractures. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of these restorations were very large. Mm -hmm. uh, we put a base down there because it was very close to the nerve. So we're also finding recurrent decay right. reoccurring in that tooth structure. Now it's in the nerve tissue. Wow. So let's say, you know, I've had patients come in and say, I was just biting a piece of bread or I was biting on a piece kernel of, of corn. Yes, you know, the tooth may have become brittle. It may have recurrent decay under there. Mm -hmm. It breaks off. We try to save it. However, there are instances where the filling is so large, by the time you send them to an endodontist to do the root canal, mm -hmm. There may be a fracture, a, a vertical root fracture. It may f uh, fracture through the bifurcation. That sounds painful, by the way. And I get a note back, uh, we can't restore this tooth. needs to be extracted. Wow. So, you know, oral surgery or I will extract the tooth and then set them up, you know, for the implant. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how the implant will come wow. about. So we're going to get into that video, but I will say... You know, I went through a similar situation you just mentioned. Um, you know, my dentist just happened to identify I had one of those old fillings, and he described mm -hmm. some of the things that could happen. I was kind of lucky. You know, I got there early. It was picked up at a routine situation. Right. So that deep penetration that you talk about, that gives me the chills, by the <laughs> way. <laughs> I had no parts of that. So I guess the point is to get your checkups because yes. so many people are walking around with that stuff. And apparently, over time, even bacteria can get in there too. Well, bacteria is getting through there. Mm -hmm. That's how that's how that recurrent decay is is uh, coming about. Wow. So, so let's go ahead and prepare for your video. Unless there's something else you want to mention about your your home-based population. Uh, the home-based population, you know, is a great population. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's more and more. I'm finding. Of, of patients that can't get out. Right, right. So, you know, and it's not just the older individuals because we're finding more and more, mm -hmm. I, I don't know if you're seeing more and more uh, patients that have like MS. Oh, yeah. And things of that nature and, and just, you know, issues, different yeah. type mm -hmm. of paralysis. Strokes. Strokes. Cerebral palsy. Yeah. Stuff like that. 
but but you are able do you um extract teeth as well at i do and are you using a local what are you using? i use local anesthesia okay. yeah i always tell people about that and they give me this look like really i'm like yes really he does do yeah, yeah. I use service. I use a lot of times because these patients have the compromised situation. I'll use carbocaine, mm -hmm. which has no you know epinephrine in it. Right. So um, why don't you just prep us for mm -hmm. your your tooth implants? Tell us who the, who it's for, mm -hmm. when you do it, and what are the things patients are going to see from a risk benefit, mm -hmm. and maybe even comment briefly on the cost. So. You know, implants can go anywhere from 2500 to, I heard the other day, somebody charges $8,000. Hey, more power to them. <laughs> <laughs> but um, implants are basically very good in patients that have good bone mm -hmm. structure. Uh, occasionally, if you don't, and we feel we can add to mm -hmm. it, uh, in the upper arch, you run into certain situations such as uh, there may not be enough bone between where the socket is mm -hmm. and the sinus. Okay. So you end up having to have a sinus lift done. Okay. Now I particularly don't do that. I refer that to oral surgery. A little That's more lifting. It's a little more complicated. Messing with the bone and everything. Messing too. with the bone, adding bone in there, oh, raising up yeah, the sinus. Yeah. So those things I kind of stay away wow. from. Uh, you know, and again, refer to oral surgery. Right. You know, I, I'm, I'm I, I still stay impressed in that you guys are doing this stuff, man. Um, oh, I'm, there, there's I'm so much stuff out there. And, you know, generally implants now are very, very simple, as mm -hmm. you will see in this mm -hmm. video. Wow. This particular uh, system is called the Hyacinth system mm -hmm. that I use. Uh, takes roughly maybe about 35 minutes, 40 minutes maybe, from the time we anesthetize the patient. If, let's say, that particular situation is is very simple right cut and right, dry right wow well that's that's good stuff so let's go ahead and get the video going i think i got the right one queued up <laughs> <laughs> and if i don't you let me know it's called the one guide kit well, we got it we got it. we got it
So we're back to doctors in the house. I hope you guys enjoyed that very nice video, very informative. So how often are you doing that procedure? What do you think about it? Well, now I'm trying to do them uh, two to three times a week. Okay, okay. Uh, I would love to do them all day. Yeah, yeah. How, um, how long does it take you? About probably from the time I anesthetize a patient mm -hmm. to putting in the last thing that you saw there, which is called the healing cap, 35, 45 minutes. Okay. One of the things we got to think about doing is bringing on some of these patients, you know, get their approval, bring them in here, and let them share their stories because um, that would be great. It's it's really changing lives, and it's funny. I can only imagine. Would you say how old are most of these patients who are getting these kind of procedures? You know, anywhere I would say from 39, 40, mm -hmm. to the oldest implant patient I've done is probably 74, 75. Okay. Now that younger person, what are some of the things maybe that led to them needing to get implants? Uh, in a couple of situations, lack of having dental care when they were younger, okay. leading them to losing a permanent tooth. Mm -hmm. uh, some situations oh, okay. are patients in sports, right, hitting the mouth, right. You know, <laughs> so it kind of varies. Wow, interesting. What are some of the um, the risk of these procedures? So the risk always of any invasive procedure yeah. is, is uh, infection. Okay. Because you are going down into the bone. You are invading. You are right. cutting tissue. Right. So preventative measures such as what we do um, give them, let's say if they're not allergic to clindamycin, mm -hmm. 300 milligram, mm -hmm. prep them with that prior. Uh, also, the Paradex mouth rinse prior to surgery. Mm -hmm. Then after surgery, keep them on a regimen of maybe some Motrin 800 milligram, you know, if they don't have hypertension. Um, and, and, you know, the Paradex and the clindamycin, you know, for a few days, maybe okay. five days after. Good, good. You know, so pre preventative, pre-op, let's call it, and post-op uh, things in that nature, treating them like that, you know, and, you know, phone calling, uh, also giving them a sheet mm -hmm. to go by, hey, if this happens, you know, or putting ice on the face afterwards if you know there's potential for swelling. And once you get these taken care of, you can pretty much eat what you want to eat? You can eat whatever you want to eat. Wow, that's perfect. I tell people at the, <laughs> at the end of your day, when you're gone, no body structure left and there's bone, mm -hmm. someone is going to see that implant. Right. Kind of wondering how long before people start robbing graves and taking these out of people's mouths. It's not going to do them any good because you can't <laughs> reuse them. <laughs> like they used to do gold. Right. You know. Right. People used to get gold teeth and, you know, <laughs> I've heard some stories. Right, right. <laughs> wow. Now, you said earlier the insurances are not covering for this? I, I've run into very few. Mm -hmm. And from listening, the, the price didn't sound too bad. I think I heard you say twenty five hundred earlier. Well, for the for the implant itself, twenty five to thirty five hundred. Okay. Then you've got to add on in three months the abutment and the crown. Okay. Which is probably another nineteen to twenty five hundred, possibly. And what exactly is that? The abutment and the, the crown. The abutment is the part. Okay, so the last thing you saw in that video is what we call a healing cap. Okay. That keeps the tissue, you know, open let's call it. Okay. So when I take that off, I'll screw an abutment in there. Mm -hmm. Now, I may have my lab fabricate me what's called a custom abutment. Mm -hmm. Because let's say due to the inclination of how I had to place that implant, the, the stock abutments, as we call them, from the company may not 
fit or bend to, you know, how mm -hmm. I, that space is, how I can make a nice tooth. Mm -hmm. So I may have to use a custom abutment. Wow. So these things are screwed in. Mm -hmm. You take an impression, send it to the lab. They fabricate me a crown that goes over. Crown comes back. You know, I screw it in, cement the, you know, the crown on top, and you go away and you eat. <laughs> oh, wow. You go into um, La La Land and everybody's happy land. Everybody's happy. Get back to your T-bone steak and all that good yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the thing is, is they, they, you know, I think most insurances treat, which it is a cosmetic procedure. Is it really? It is because a cosmetic you have to procedure. Eat too, right? I you mean, know, I have think. not had success in okay. proving to an insurance company that the necessity, because what they'll say is, well, what else can you do? You can give them a removable partial denture. Right. That's what they, they want you cheaper, to do, and, and it's, it's cheaper. cheaper. Wow. Right. Good stuff. Wow. Any, anything else you want to mention about this wonderful procedure? I just love the system myself. Mm -hmm. uh, it works for me. You know, everybody, there are various different systems out there. Right. I noticed um, that, too. But this one, particularly for me to do, mm -hmm. is very simple. Everything is color-coded. Uh, you know, you know, basically, numerically, mm -hmm. you know, the, the length and the width and the circumference of all the materials. Wow. So it's, it's, it's kind of like a recipe. Wow. Anything unique, I guess, you got to do to help match the color? of the implant to your regular teeth? So yeah, so we, we use uh, various guides. Mm -hmm. uh, for dentures, they have, uh, let's just say, the True Bite Bioform. Okay. Uh, for uh, cosmetic, you know, crowns and bridges, the Vita Shade Guide is one that I use. Okay. Then they Good have stuff. one, the Vita Shade uh, 3D Master, mm -hmm. which is uh, one that's a digital system. Mm -hmm. which you can match up the three shades if a tooth is three-shaded, okay. you know. So, you know, there's various methods to get very, very close. And when in doubt, you know, you take pictures and you upload them to your lab tech right, right. and let him figure it out. <laughs> you know. Match everything up. Yeah. Almost like walking in the Home Depot, you know. And getting Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. Well, hey, we're getting into a lot of good dental information as we talk about overall health information, you know, we've talked about the, the maintenance, we've talked about the, the gingivitis, the cavity, and, and now we're getting into our older population. So this is good stuff. Anything else you want to say to our audience about That's this? That's pretty much it. Okay. So I guess um, as we wrap it up, you know, in the coming weeks we're going to be transitioning on to some of our medical topics, and we'll be talking a little bit more about the, the home patients too. Yeah. And um, reminding everyone to continue to work hard, do the right thing, and um, continue to tune in to Doctors in the House. And we'll see you next week.